Section 14 of A Traveller's Narrative Written to Illustrate the Episode of the Bob This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater A Traveller's Narrative Written to Illustrate the Episode of the Bob by abdul baha abbas translated by edward granville brown section fourteen during the latter days passed in adrianople baha'u'llah composed a detailed epistle setting forth all matters clearly and minutely he unfolded and expounded the main principles of the sect and made clear and plain its ethics manners course and mode of conduct he treated certain political questions in detail and adduced sundry proofs of his truthfulness he declared the good intent loyalty and sincerity of the sect and wrote some fragments of prayers some in persian but the greater part in arabic he then placed it in a packet and adorned its address with the royal name of his majesty the king of persia and wrote on it that some person pure of heart and pure of life dedicated to god and prepared for martyr sacrifice must with perfect resignation and willingness convey this epistle into the presence of the king a youth named mirza badi a native of Khorasan took the epistle and hastened toward the presence of his majesty the king the royal train had its abode and station outside tehran so he took his stand alone on a rock in a place far off but opposite the royal pavilion and awaited day and night the passing of the royal escort or the attainment of admission into the imperial presence three days did he pass in a state of fasting and vigilance an emaciated body and enfeebled spirit remained on the fourth day the royal personage was examining all quarters and directions with a telescope when suddenly his glance fell on this man who was seated in the utmost respectful attitude on a rock it was inferred from the indications perceived that he must certainly have thanks to offer or some complaint or demand for redress and justice to prefer the king commanded one of those in attendance at the court to inquire into the circumstances of this youth on interrogation it was found that he carried a letter which he desired to convey with his own hand into the royal presence on receiving permission to approach he cried out before the pavilion with a dignity composure and respectfulness surpassing description and in a loud voice quote, o king i have come unto thee from sheba with a weighty message End quote. the king commanded to take the letter and arrest the bearer his majesty the king wished to act with deliberation and desired to discover the truth 
but those who were present before him loosed their tongues in violent reprehension saying quote, this person has shown great presumption and amazing audacity for he hath without fear or dread brought the letter of him against whom all peoples are angered of him who is banished to bulgaria and sclavonia into the presence of the king if so be that he do not instantly suffer a grievous punishment there will be an increase of this great presumption End quote. so the ministers of the court signified that he should suffer punishment and ordered the torture as the first torment they applied the chain and rack saying quote, make known thy other friends that thou mayest be delivered from excruciating punishment and make thy comrades captive that thou mayest escape from the torment of the chain and the keenness of the sword End quote. but torture brand and torment him as they might they saw naught but steadfastness and silence and found naught but dumb endurance on his part so when the torture gave no result they first photographed him the executioners on his left and on his right and he sitting bound in fetters and chains beneath the sword with perfect meekness and composure and then slew and destroyed him this photograph i sent for and found worthy of contemplation for he was seated with wonderful humility and strange submissiveness in utmost resignation now when his majesty the king had perused certain passages and became cognizant of the contents of the epistle he was much affected at what had taken place and manifested regret because his courtiers had acted hastily and put into execution a severe punishment it is even related that he said thrice quote, doth any one punish one who is but the channel of correspondence End quote. then the royal command was issued that their reverences the learned doctors and honourable and accomplished divines should write a reply to that epistle but when the most expert doctors of the capital became aware of the contents of the letter they ordained quote, that this person without regarding the fact that he is at variance with the perspicuous religion is a meddler with custom and creed and a troubler of kings and emperors therefore to eradicate subdue repress and repel this sect is one of the requirements of the well-established path and indeed the chief of obligations this answer was not approved before the royal presence for the contents of this epistle had no obvious discordance with the law or with reason and did not meddle with political or administrative matters nor interfere with or attack the throne of sovereignty they ought therefore to have discussed the real points at issue and to have written clearly and explicitly such an answer as would have caused the disappearance of doubts and the solution of difficulties and would have become a fulcrum for discussion to all 
now of this epistle sundry passages shall be set forth in writing to conduce to a better understanding of the matter by all people at the beginning of the epistle was a striking passage in the arabic language treating of questions of faith and assurance the sacrifice of life in the way of the beloved the state of resignation and contentment the multiplicity of misfortunes calamities hardships and afflictions and falling under suspicion of seditiousness through the machinations of foes the establishment of his innocence in the presence of his majesty the king the repudiation of seditious persons and disavowal of the rebellious party the conditions of sincere belief in the verses of the quran the needfulness of godly virtues distinction from all other creatures in this transitory abode obedience to the commandments and avoidance of things prohibited the evidence of divine support in the affair of the bob the inability of whosoever is upon the earth to withstand a heavenly thing his own awakening at the divine afflux and his falling thereby into unbounded calamities his acquisition of the divine gift his participation in spiritual god-given grace and his illumination with immediate knowledge without study the excusableness of his efforts for the admonition of mankind their direction toward the attainment of human perfections and their enkindlement with the fire of divine love encouragements to the directing of energy towards the attainment of a state greater than the degree of earthly sovereignty eloquent prayers written with the utmost self-abasement devotion and humility and the like of this afterwards he discussed other matters in the persian language and the form of it is this end of section fourteen